0: Welcome to Share Your Magic, Biz and Brand Talk with Mary Alvazurez. If you are a soul driven entrepreneur looking to share your magic with the world in the best ways possible, this is the podcast for you. Mary is here to give you the actionable tools, insights, inspiration, uplifting conversations, and goods to level up your brand biz, and world. Ready to share your magic with the world? Let's get started. Here is your host, Mary.
1: Okay. Hello, beautiful soul. I'm so excited to have you here with me again. Today, we have special guest, Christina Roman. Christina is a D.C.-based procrastination coach who helps passionate business owners finish their half-done projects. If you want to tackle the mental, emotional, and logistical aspects of sustainable project finishing, she's the coach for you. When she's not working in the business, she's taking long walks around D.C., playing tennis, listening to reggaeton, and drinking too much coffee. I absolutely love that. I don't think I've ever had a guest say like, what they're actually listening to. <laughs> but yes. hi, Christina.
2: How are hi. you today? <laughs> I am so good. Yes, it's my like guilty pleasure. I know all the lyrics to every single reggaeton song, and everyone's like always shocked to hear that.
1: <laughs> I absolutely love that. I'm like, more people need to add that to their bio. <laughs> like, so, what are you listening to today?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited for today's episode. I mean, procrastination is such a topic. Yeah. I I feel like it's the elephant in the room. Some of us face it. Some of us are like, hmm, I'm not trying to address that today, yes. <laughs> but you're here to help us get through it. So I love that. But before we jump into all the juicy stuff, I'd love to know, um, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you
2: are today. Yeah. So I have always been a either aspiring business owner or business owner, like my entire life, I've always started little businesses. And so it was just natural for me that I knew I would end up in a business one day. And I did take a little foray into the corporate world. And in like nine months, I was like, yeah, no, this isn't for me. So if anyone else listening relates to that, I totally understand. Um, And then I knew as soon as I heard what a life coach was, I was like, I'm going to do that one day. So 10 years later, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Um, so I just kind of held on to that dream for a while and then became a coach in 2019, um, started out pretty generally and then worked my way into the productivity procrastination world. So that leads us to when we're recording, which is late 2022. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: So out of like, I mean, being a life coach, Quit. There's so many things you can address. Like what made you choose procrastination?
2: Yeah, that's such a good question. So I I almost feel like it chose me. Um, <laughs> so it was like every conversation, I was like, wait a second, there is this theme here. This is such a big pain point for people and people have a lot of different solutions at their hands. So I always joke, like you probably have the books, you've got deep work, you've got atomic habits, you've got all these books that are designed to help you get more productive, but a lot of people don't know how to actually apply the lessons from those books. So I was like, okay, there's this missing piece, which is the emotional component and the mindset piece behind productivity. And if people can understand all of that at once, then they can actually be productive in a sustainable way. So it kind of like all came together in bits and pieces.
1: Mm, I love that he chose you yes <laughs> amazing
2: <laughs> yeah I always um, say I'm like my business success is just because I show up and I pay attention and that's all you need to run a business fundamentally
1: yeah absolutely I mean when I got started well i have like you I've done several businesses in my life um, where I was yeah. an aspiring business owner um and yeah I know what to get to where I am at today, kind of just like, I don't know, you know, I just followed the yellow brick road and this is kind of where I'm at now.
2: (laughs) I didn't like wake up
1: one day and go, that's exactly what I'm going to be. It kind of just evolves over time, right? Because as brands, as business owners, we're always evolving. And so I love where I'm at and let's see where else the yellow brick road takes me.
2: (laughs) Yes. And I love that attitude. I think that's exactly the attitude you have to have because otherwise you're going to drive yourself absolutely crazy, like trying to figure it out constantly Mm -hmm. versus just being like, this is what I know today. And tomorrow I will know something else that will be part of my next path, my next journey.
1: Absolutely. No, I love that. We're talking about that, but let's jump right into procrastination. So what would you say are some of the biggest reasons we procrastinate in our businesses? (laughs)
2: Yes. So tons of different reasons, but I would say that one of the biggest things that I see with my people, so you can tell me if you, if you experience this in your world is that a lot of people are procrastinating because they're trying to do way more than they can literally physically do mentally do, and then do in terms of their actual physical energy level. So I call that just being over capacity and so we it's not even so much at the end of the day about procrastinating like sitting around doing nothing you're actually trying to do too much do you have experience with that
1: mm absolutely I'm like preaching to the choir right here yeah,
2: yeah. and then we're <laughs> then we tell ourselves we're procrastinators and i'm like no you're actually doing a ton of different shit sorry can I curse? No, yeah, yeah, you can okay. do it <laughs> <Sorry>. yourself, please. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you're, do, you're doing like a ton of different stuff. You just feel like it's actually not adding up to the results you want. And you never get that feeling of satisfaction because it feels like there's always more to be doing.
1: I totally get that. I, well, I mean, till the day, I'm still, my to do list is too big, but yeah, I know a lot of it came from, at least in my like, earlier years is just like, oh, that person's doing that. So I'm going to do that. Oh, that person's growing their email list. Yes. So I'm going to grow my email list. Oh, that person's doing webinars. So I'm going to do webinars. And I mean, they're all really great strategies, right? But like, we don't have to do everything. And that was a big lesson for me that I had to decondition. Like I had to follow what everybody else was doing and just like stick to like, you know, whatever I was inspired to do. So I totally I, get that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a good point. And I I definitely coach on that as well, where people are like, you had this thing on your to-do list and you've had it there for a month, two months, a year. And what we find is you never actually wanted to do it. So I'm like, the solution isn't to figure out how to do it right. To quote unquote, solve that procrastination, the solution to that procrastination is get rid of it. Stop asking yourself to do something that you don't actually want to do. And obviously we can't do that with every single thing in our life, right? There's things that we don't want to do that we end up doing, but I think we actually have a lot more leeway than most people think they do in their business.
1: Mm, That's so big. Yeah. What do you say to those people that they're like, oh, but it's hard to let go because I've really been thinking about for like so long. And like, I just got to do it, but like, I don't have the time, but like, you know, all the things.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The first thing I would say is just because you've been thinking about doing it for a long time is not a reason to try to get it done. And I want like people to think about the logic because that's what we do. Like I'll have a client, I had a client recently who was like, I have to finish this website because I've been thinking about it for three years. And I was like, that's a terrible reason to do it. And in fact, maybe the fact that you've been thinking about it for three years and not doing it is even more reason to let go of it. Not mm. necessarily, not always, but we use the fact that we've held onto it for a long time as like proof that it should get done. And that's just not always the case. So the first thing I would say is question that. Mm, like, I love that, d- yeah. Yeah. Does it fit your past or does it fit your future? Mm-hmm. hmm yeah, that's so,
1: I'm like, we're only like a few minutes into this and I'm like, damn, Christina is throwing down bombs. <laughs> this is
2: so good. I know. This is like my life's dream. I'm like, wait, I get to get on podcasts and just like tell people my opinions. Are you kidding me?
1: It's with <laughs> people right? and be
2: bossy. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. You're sharing your knowledge
2: with us. I love
1: it. <laughs> um, No, that's so true. I mean, I got to go look at
2: my to-do list after
1: this. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. What yeah. can, I go
2: of? <laughs> can I teach you a super quick strategy for that
1: of course please
2: so it's like I'm not big into like hacks and tips but this one is just super simple but then I can kind of tell you the mindset behind it but it's called D. so like quadruple d so it stands for do dump delegate delay have you had have you had any exposure to that no I haven't Okay. So it's a super simple way to just assess and make decisions. So let's say you go into your email inbox or for you, you go to your to-do list and you just look through and you go, what am I going to dump? What am I going to delegate? What am I going to delay? And then you're only left with the things you're actually going to do. And that is one of the easiest ways that you can get down to a manageable size to-do list or a manageable weekly schedule, because the truth is there's so much stuff on your to-do list or on your schedule that we know is not going to get done. And so you can either hold on to it and feel bad about it or actually make the conscious decision to let it go.
1: Mm, I love that. No, that's amazing. I feel like I've subconsciously gotten into that because I my to-do list never ends. I mean, as many people are like, yeah, marry me either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like welcome to life <laughs> but I turned it into like I was like how can I make this more fun because I feel like I'm just always like it just keeps growing right so I actually created a google doc and I was like marriage is magical what do I call it list we'll call it a list yes and now I'm just like what am I actually gonna do today I'm like oh, well, I'm gonna do those three things out of the 20 that I have and so everything just keeps moving down and I hide it because you know I just put it lower down on the doc and I'm like, yes. that's so perfect. And it feels so good to be like, oh, I just got those three things done. So yeah, it kind of yeah. sounds like the quadruple D do de- delegate delay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and what I love about what you just said is that your attention is on the three things you did get done instead of the things that you didn't get done. So um, have you heard of the book, The Gap and the Gain? Mm-mm, no. So this is a really awesome book, but It's also, you can learn the entire concept by just like Googling the gap and the gain. It's really pretty simple. It's basically look at the gain instead of the gap and you'll feel better and actually have more success. Um, But it's exactly what you just said. It's like, instead of just, instead of ending the day and being like, well, I didn't do these things. So therefore I'm dissatisfied and the day was a failure. You're like, but I did do these three things. And these were the top things that actually mattered, that actually moved the needle in my business. Let me feel accomplished about those things.
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what it was. I would get to the end of the day and I'm like, great, I did five things. And I'm like, oh well, I still have 15 more to do. Yes. And I was just like like no, it shouldn't feel that way. I should feel really good about this. Yeah. So Mary's magical list just manifested itself. <laughs> and I'm Love like, it. here I was quadruple D'ing. What do you call that? I call it quadruple D', but what do you call it?
2: <laughs> I just call it do dumb delegate delay. Okay. I'm yeah. going to call it that. Perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Here I am coining something that I just learned. It's funny. <laughs> no, I love it. It's
2: so good. And and the mindset, again, if you think back to the original thing that you mentioned with um, procrastination, I said being over capacity. So what happens at the end of an average day or the end of an average week is I'm like, here's the thing. You actually do du- do dump, delegate, delay. You're naturally doing that, but most of us are doing it reactively in a way that we don't like. So what we're asking you to do is actually just make those same decisions, but make them consciously and proactively in a way that you actually are in alignment with.
1: Absolutely. I'm like, we should be be feeling good at the end of the day. Not like, oh, I only got through half of my list or half of my task or like, damn, I still didn't do that one thing.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I love that.
1: Um, And What would you say is besides that, like, what's another good way to overcome procrastination?
2: So feelings, which I don't know about your listeners, but a lot of my clients are like, do I have to? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) you actually have (laughs) to feel your feelings. So what happens if we think about the way that feelings create procrastination is what happens is we'll have a negative emotion And then that negative emotion, we don't want to look at, we want to avoid it because it feels uncomfortable. And then our brain solution to that is, okay, well, I'll just procrastinate. And so whatever that looks like for you, like I have, you know, clients who do um, phone games or Netflix or scrolling on Instagram. So what, or cleaning, um, or sometimes it's like busy work, like checking your email where you think you're being productive, but you are you're kind of feel satisfied, but you know it's not actually the real work. So all those are ways for us to avoid the emotion that we're feeling. So if you can just pause in that moment before you start the procrastination and you just ask yourself, what am I feeling right now that I don't want to be feeling that I'm trying to avoid? That is a massive game changer for overcoming procrastination.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Wow. I'm like, Christina, you're calling me out.
2: That's because you're <laughs> human.
1: <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, um, uh, my <laughs> listeners love feelings. We talk about it all the time. Not Good. really. I mean, we do, but we don't. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, number one cleaner here loves to not do things and rather like would clean the house. Um <laughs> yes.
2: yeah. And so what happens is we find an activity that we feel that gives us a feeling that we're trying to feel. So, like the perfect example, I was just coaching someone on this. She was like, I need to make these slides. Um, for a presentation that I'm doing, but instead I'm washing the dishes. And what we looked at was she was like washing the dishes. It feels like I'm a, I'm completing something. It's satisfying, and I'm good at it. Making slides for this presentation feels nerve wracking and anxiety provoking and overwhelming. So just that moment of understanding for yourself, where you're like, of course I'm going to choose to wash dishes instead of do the slides that feel scary. Just that moment of empathy and self compassion, and Ooh. then making a different decision
1: yes wow game changer yeah seriously all right time to sit with more feelings not that I already (laughs) do enough
2: (laughs) even more
1: (laughs) (laughs) like high feelings we're gonna be BFFs (laughs) amazing and since like um you know procrastination comes from focusing right um when we're scattered what would be the best way to like find
2: that focus again Oof, I love that question. Um, so I'll talk about this like in the moment, but also just generally. So I like to teach what I call focus on demand or deep work. I use those interchangeably. So it's just the ability to sit down and focus on one thing until you get the result that you want. So like I'll set myself up for 90 minute deep work sessions or 75 minute deep work sessions and just incorporating that into your everyday life. And I'll just say upfront that if that doesn't feel feasible, that's okay. Um, This is literally what I train my clients to do is how to focus on demand. And so the easiest first steps to think through are like, what is going to derail me during that time? So is it your phone? Is it reaching for Instagram? Is it your partner walking into the room? Is it like getting to an overwhelming spot in the task at hand and then you get up and you're like, oh, got to make more coffee or need to go check out what's in the fridge? And then, or is it email popping up? So just thinking through what is every single thing that's going to derail me over the next hour or 75 minutes? and just solving for those things ahead of time. That is just one of the quickest and easiest ways that you can start feeling less scattered and more focused.
1: Mm, I love that. <clears throat> I mean, I'll be the one that like, do not disturb. I'm going to go in the zone, yep. turn my phone off or like keep it in a different room. One thing I don't know. Um. Well, I'll just say it. Um. For inboxes, there's like called oh my God, I know what it's called. It's like an inbox pause on Gmail. Mm, yeah. I used to do it for a while and it was genius because I wouldn't see any emails come in from like, I don't know, 10 to two. And those were like, when I was just working, I don't have that anymore, but I'm going to go put it back after this podcast. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> because I'm like,
1: yes, every, like I'll be working. And then I'm like, Ooh, squirrel, um, an email popped in. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, and then my focus changes and I'm like, why am I doing that to myself?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think it's really a again, back to feelings, it's important to realize that we do all these things because of our emotions. So it seems like we're just like, oh, we're just distracted. But when you really think about it and start noticing this in the moment is you distract yourself immediately after you experience an emotion that feels intolerable. So like the minute that you start feeling overwhelmed, that's exactly when your brain will go, ooh, reach for your phone. Or you start feeling inadequate, Like, oh, I don't know the answer. I can't figure this out. That's exactly when you'll go in and check your email. So start noticing what happens right before the distraction hits.
1: Mm, Yes. I love that. (laughs) Like, yes. My life's going to change after this. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Totally. Thank you, Christina, out here just changing lives. (laughs)
2: it's an honor. <laughs> and it's all stuff that I'm still working on too, of but course, it's, right? it's so rewarding. Yeah.
1: I love it. Yes. And I have a question for you, like out of curiosity, yeah. uh, because you know, there's a ton of book and resources out there about productivity. Is there anything out there that someone, you know, that you're like, Hmm, let's not do that thing. You know, maybe people are like talking about it or saying it in a book and you're like, mm, yeah, it actually,
2: I'm not a fan of that thing. <laughs> what would that be? I love this and nobody's ever asked me this on a podcast. So I have two answers. Um, The first thing that I thought of was if anyone's heard of the book, Eat the Frog, it's basically the idea that you should like do the hardest thing first. And what I'll say is that for a lot of people that actually works super well, where you just like knock out the hardest thing and then you feel that freedom and the momentum of having done that. For other people, that actually doesn't work. So especially for people with ADHD, my understanding is you have to kind of build up, you have to build up um, the motivation and the momentum. So you actually should be starting with smaller things, getting that little hit of dopamine, and then being like, okay, now on to the next thing. So Please do not quote me on the ADHD. This is just my my baseline understanding. Um, but my point is everyone has a different style. So don't hold yourself to, okay, well I have to do the hardest things first. It just doesn't work for everybody. Absolutely. I love that you bring
1: that up because... I mean, my whole life, you know, or just for a lot of us, right, we're taught we have to be this certain way, but we're all so different. I'm like, we can all all fit in this box. Like some of us are different shapes and, you know, (laughs) colors and all this other stuff. And I'm like... I love that you pointed that out like that works for some people but it doesn't work for others and for the people that you know maybe they've been trying to do that like let go of that like oh that makes sense why hasn't worked for me um and be okay with that like you know have grace for yourself because I know there's a few things that I've killed myself in the past for like why oh, isn't this working the book says like if I do xyz I'll achieve you know y result
2: <laughs> yeah Yeah, exactly. And, and you're exactly right. It's like where we, we make ourselves crazy. Like the way I always say to my program is I'm like, when someone identifies as a perfectionist, what happens is they then come into my program and then they use the tools that I'm introducing them to against themselves. And now they're like, okay, but I'm not doing it perfectly. And I'm like, are you getting the results you want? Yes or no? And they're like, yeah, I mean, I'm making more progress than I've ever made. And I'm like, okay. What if that's enough and it doesn't have to be perfectly following the process? So we actually have to do a lot of like, like you said, deconditioning of that. And even in my program where I'm like, don't follow what I say if it doesn't fit for you.
1: Mm-hmm. That's something I learned way later in
2: life, but yes. I'm so glad I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The other thing I was going to point out about the books, um, I think And some books, you know, some books definitely do this, but I would say that the number one thing I think is missing besides the emotional component, that's probably the number one. The second thing I think is missing from most books is the explanation that if it's not working for you, it might just be that it doesn't work for you, right? That's one option. But the second option is if it's not working for you and you want to make it work, it's not a problem if it's not working at first. So can I give an example of that? Cause it's very big. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I teach this, um, this weekly planning system called Monday hour one, which was created by the life coach school. And so it's basically about figuring out what are the results you want to create? What are the actions you need to take to create those results? How long are those actions going to take? And then you put it on the calendar and you follow through And what happens with most people is they do those steps, but then something goes quote unquote wrong. Like they miss a work block or something happens there, something unexpected happens. And then they're like, well, this doesn't work versus what I tell my clients is I'm like, let's figure out what are the most common things that are derailing you from following the plan that you just made. Now let's solve those things. So for example, like. If you make this really elaborate plan that's jam-packed, like back to back to back, and then you miss one work block and then everything falls to shit, I'm like, that's because you made your schedule too tight. The solution isn't to get rid of time blocking. The solution is to stop planning your time so tightly. Mm -hmm. So it's like that troubleshooting mindset I think is missing from a lot of books. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm like, they just tell us what to do, but that's about it. Right. And they don't tell you like, it's probably going to go wrong the first hundred times. Buckle up. And that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, it's going to go wrong a lot. <laughs> that's part of the process.
1: Right. Yeah. I love that you're bringing all this to light. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing. You ask good questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm a very curious person. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Makes you a good podcaster. Amazing. Thank you. I love that. Um, What's one thing you, that you know today that you wish you would have known when you started your entrepreneur journey?
2: Oh God, how do I sum it all up? <laughs> <laughs> you can just choose one thing. It could be like the lowest <laughs> thing or whatever. <laughs> um... Can I say two things? Is that cheating? Absolutely. No, I want you to be yourself. Uh, You can can do whatever you want on this podcast. (laughs) I love it. I'm trying to follow the rules and I was just calling out following the rules. Okay. So the first thing is I did not realize nobody ever told me and I genuinely didn't know that I was in control of my emotions. And like, if I wanted to feel motivated, I could feel motivated. I could generate that feeling. If I wanted to feel inspired, I could feel inspired. If I wanted to like show up, I could make myself show up. And I always just felt like that was out of my control. So it felt like, I always joke, it felt like the motivation fairy was either there or she wasn't. And so I was always like, I don't know. Who knows if I'll work today? And so just knowing that I'm in control of my emotions and I can use them to fuel myself to take the actions I want to take, that changed everything for me. That's the first thing. And then the second one is that if I don't get the results that I want, that doesn't mean I have to quit. It can Mm -hmm. actually mean that I'm ready to go again, troubleshoot, and adjust.
1: I love that so much. Both of them. I'm so glad you brought up both. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, yes, no, absolutely. I love, well, one the mot- I love fairies and the motivation fairies sound magical, <laughs> but no, yes, we are in control of our emotions. It's so yeah. true. Like, I think we, oh, what's the word? Like we give that away to other people, right? It's like, oh, we love that. We give that away to other outside factors. We'll call it that. It doesn't yes. necessarily need to be people. It'd be the television for all we know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love that you bring that up. And the other thing that you brought up,
2: um, sorry, can you remind me again? <laughs> yeah, for it. sure. Yeah, yeah, just if I don't get the results the first time, that doesn't Oh mean yeah, I, yeah, but, yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. No, it's so true. I mean, you know, it's like riding a bike, right? It's like, oh, you fell down the first time. Doesn't mean you can't, you're not like a bike rider. You can continue to write true practice and eventually you'll get, you know, you might even be like a, you know, Olympian cyclist. I don't know if cycling is a part of the Olympics, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you brought that up. <laughs> oh my god, you brought up so many good things today. Ah, oh, you're sharing your magic, Christina, and I'm here for it. I love it all.
2: <laughs> thank you so
1: much. Uh, thank you so much for all the insights and goodies that you shared with us today. Before we um, wrap up, is there anything that you know you wanted to share that we might have missed? Let me think for a minute.
2: Yeah, I guess I'll just share a word of of like hope and reassurance, which is that it's all solvable. Like you can just decide that there's things that you want to change in terms of your productivity, in terms of procrastination. There really genuinely are solutions and tools out there for you. And also, there are things that you get to decide. You're like, I just don't want to change that. I'm just going to accept how it is and how I do things and just let that be okay. And that in and of itself is relief. So decide, like, tease apart. What do I actually care about changing? What do I not care about changing? That will give you total peace.
1: Mm, I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, Amazing. Oh my God. I'm like, for anybody that's listening, if you have to go, re-listen or hit rewind a little bit and just like, you know, take that in. I would say yes, do it because there's so many golden nuggets in here.
2: Um, thank you again, Christina. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And where can people connect with you? Yeah. Anyone can follow up on peakcoaching.co. So that's my website. It's P I Q U E.co. And then Instagram always over there. Peak coaching again, Q U E. Perfect. And I'm going to link
1: all of that in the show notes so you can check that out. And there we have it. That's all today, Fred. I hope this inspires you and uplifts you in all the ways. Thank you again, Christina, for joining us today. And thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm sending all the love, light, good vibes, and magic into your home, your world, and your business. I'll see you later.
0: you've been listening to the share your magic podcast with mary alvezuras if you've enjoyed what you've heard on today's episode please feel free to rate subscribe and review on your preferred podcast listening platform we really appreciate that effort until next time keep sharing your magic with the world we'll catch you in the next episode